Then we can just breathe. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. Hi, I'm Patricia. Welcome to the 15th episode of A Breath of Song. I'm so glad you chose to do this extra special day because Tambra de Carteret is joining us for a songwriter conversation. Miguel de Cervantes famously said, He who sings frightens away his ills. Singing bolsters courage in surprising ways. It takes courage to be well, and we're here to find wellness, one song at a time. Trust me, your voice is just perfect for this. I'm coming to you straight from my home in Vermont, and welcome, Tamra. Tell us where you're calling from. Hi, Patricia. I'm singing from County Clare in the southwest of Ireland from my home, and I can see my garden in the sun from where I'm standing right now. Oh, how beautiful. I can too, and I can see our peas just growing wildly. <laughs> yeah, so. mine, are, mine are kind of arched over at this stage because um, we've had so much sun, which is unusual here. All of our voices will turn up as they are today. Creaky, smooth, on pitch or wandery. No matter what, we can feel the connection to our breath and vibration in our body. Let's find how good it can feel to sing. Last week I shared Tambra's song, Rolling River. Today, Tambra will be teaching us another song of hers called Brave This World. We'll sing it several times so it can settle inside you and you can begin to trust it as a resource. Let it move you into a state of flow. Then we get to enjoy a conversation with Tambra and we'll close out with the song again at the end. So let's start with a good yawn stretch Maybe roll your shoulders a bit or stretch your back, opening up space in your body to let your instrument sound, whatever feels good. Mm. And Tambra, you can just do this with me. Mm. Some hum sighs. All of us together, letting it slide up and down your slippery spine. Beautiful. Tamra, I'll turn it over to you to share the song. Thank you, Patricia. Yes, I'm going to sing a, a song that I would have written kind of at the beginning of, of lockdown. Um, and I wrote it in the bath, actually. I had to get back in to finish it a few days later. <laughs> so the words are... Brave this world with your heart. Stay open and brave this world. So there's a few parts. Um, if you want to take it easy, you can just sing the melody, which is what I'll share with you first. And then if you want to do something a little bit higher or a little bit lower, you can then continue to learn the parts and then we'll sing them all together. I'll play my backing track and then we can sing along to that. Um, but really, this is a time for you to just enjoy, enjoy the melodies, enjoy the harmonies. And um, so I'll give you the melody. It goes. Brave this world. 
hold with your heart. Stay open and brave this world. I'll sing it again. Brave this world with your heart. Stay open and brave this world. So I'll just take it little step at a time and I'll teach you one little bit. So the first part is brave this world. Can you sing that with me? Brave this world. And then it goes with your heart. You could sing with your heart or with your heart, however way you feel your voice takes you. So that whole line goes Brave this world with your heart. So we'll just do that a few times. Brave this world with your heart. Again. Brave this world with your heart. And then the second part goes. Stay open and brave this world. So I'll just do that first bit. It goes, stay open and... Sing that with me. Stay open and... And then brave this world. Brave this world. So I'll just sing that stay open and brave this world just a few times and you just see how it feels and just join in. So stay open and brave this world again. Stay open and brave this world. Stay open. So now we're going to put that all that whole line together. So this is like the main melody. So even if this is just all you learn, that's really fine. Brave, brave this world with your heart. Stay open and brave this world. Brave this world. So obviously there's quite a few notes there, but you can just choose which parts you sing and just do your own version of that. It doesn't have to be exactly that. So then if you feel like you'd like to do something a little bit higher, this part comes just a little bit after the first note, but it's easy enough to do. But it just goes, mm, brave this world with your heart open and brave this world. So you'll probably know how that feels right now, whether that's a little bit high or or actually really comfortable. So, so I'll just do that first bit. Brave 
this world. So just sing that with me. Brave this world. And then you wait just a little bit. The other part sings and you kind of lovely do this response. It's kind of like an ebb and flow. So you then bring in with your heart, with your heart, with your heart. So it's like a little ladder tiptoeing up with your heart and then you go open and brave this world so just do the open open and brave this world so I'm just going to do the first two bits and you join me so it goes Brave this world with your heart. So do that with me. Brave this world with your heart. And then you go open and brave this world. So let's go from the beginning. Brave this world with your heart. Open and brave this world. And again, brave this world with your heart. That this world might seem a bit fast, but it's um, really worth bring coming in that little bit at the end. So then, if you felt like doing something a little bit lower, it might might seem like a lot to remember, but I think they'll all come to you when we sing them again when we start bringing them in in the recording. So the low part, which might feel really nice for you because it's a lot of similar notes. Brave this world with your heart. Open and brave this world, brave this world, brave this world, with your heart, open and brave this world, brave this world. So there's not many gaps there for you, but you'll feel whether you want to actually your voice will feel comfortable there. So let me just sing. I think I'll sing that just a couple few times and you just join in. So, brave this world with your heart open and brave this world, brave this world, brave this world with your heart open and brave this world brave this world one more time brave this world with your heart open and brave this world brave this world and if you feel like you don't have much room for breath, you could always not sing the end. Brave this world. But just, just be aware of your breath as you're singing that because sometimes that might feel a little bit rushed. 
So I think we might be ready to just layer them up slowly. I'll sing, what I'll do is I'll play the recording and then you'll hear the first, the melody. So you can just join in with that and then see if any other part kind of entices you in. Um, so from the beginning. Brave this world with your heart Stay open and brave this world And now the higher, now part. The higher part Brave this world with your heart open and brave this world. Gorgeous. And now maybe the low part. Brave this world with your heart open and brave this world. beautiful. Thank you for bringing that to us. It feels like this is a time calling for so much courage, so much staying open to what's next. And, you know, I, I think to myself, oh, this is particularly now, but it's not really. I mean, that happens throughout the eons, right? That's happened for humans through centuries and centuries and centuries, mm -hmm. millennia. We've had to face difficult things and stay open to what's coming next and be brave to, to be in this mm. world mm. takes a, a lot of courage. Yeah. And I love the way that song brings a very grounded feeling to that process. Mm. Oh, that's lovely, Patricia. That's really nice to hear. Yeah, it came about very early in the lockdown. Um, and I was, I suppose I was at that, I don't know if people can relate to yeah, just at that kind of transition of there was lots of fear out there and lots of people staying their distance and there's not no so much intimate contact. And it was like trying, connecting with the, the, the uh, I suppose, with the feeling of still being connected and still reaching out no matter what's going on. So it was about being really brave and being open and still having our heart open to what was happening instead of, 
contracting. So um, yeah, I was in the bath and it came, oh. <laughs> it came through. And of course, uh, the echoes of bathrooms are always so gorgeous, yes. aren't they? So it has a real um, expansion to it because it mm. kept kept moving. Mm. So it's really, really lovely to share this with you. I think I've kept this song quite close, actually, through the lockdown and I've hardly taught it. So really lovely to share it with you. I'm curious about the, f- the phrase brave this world, you know, because usually we think of brave as as an adjective, you know, we talk about being Mm. brave or acting bravely or things. And we don't often talk about brave this world with that being the the verb, the action to brave. Mm. Do you have any (laughs) sense of where that came from? Or did it just appear as the phrase? I suppose that's just then. I think that is what's been amazing over the last year and a half is how songs just come through and words just kind of a birthed um, so easy and no I think um, I think for me growing up words would just appear for me I always loved writing poetry and sometimes even if it didn't make sense for me um, I would have grown up quite dyslexic so things that there wasn't really patterns to things sometimes things just kind Mm. of um, appeared Mm. so I I don't know it's interesting uh no and it sounds that sounds lovely you you saying it like that I I really connect with that that it's an action it's something that we have to embody and do instead of being or um feeling that so that's lovely I'm curious so you were talking just a little bit about your growing up on your website which is so beautiful. We'll talk about that later. But on your website, <laughs> you talk about having an unusual childhood or what felt like an unusual childhood, that you had a lot of freedom. Talk a little bit about the way that you were parented and how that may have affected how mm. you choose to sing or your freedom to allow songs to come through. Yeah, and I wouldn't have, I would have had little bits of music growing up, but it wasn't singing. I don't remember much singing, but... um. We would have left the UK um, when I was 10, 11 years old and come to Ireland, to kind of rural Ireland, where there was a Steiner school here in County Clare. Um, but prior to that, I was in a, in Kerry, and I, I suppose just give you a sense of... I was just in nature a lot, to be honest. Um, less structures, always moving around, travelling. We would have always been kind of on the road and moving from house to house and from school to school. So... There was always transitionings, and I suppose the the constants that was there was my environment, with nature, and we were always in the country, and I live rural now, and that's how I love it. But, yeah, I would have had an unusual, I suppose, alternative upbringing, and that's been a, a massive part of how I am in the world and being self-employed and doing what I love, being able to make a living from my voice mm. and what what I'm what I feel comfortable doing and it's just naturally me. I I couldn't do anything out. Well I do lots of things but Yeah. 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 Uh, so so thinking of your voice, what's the first sound you make when you wake up in the morning? Mm. <laughs> Um, probably a very good yawn, I'd say. Okay, do you want to <laughs> demo it for us? What's a very good yawn? Oh, something that's deep and, and releasing, unless it's a song that comes through that I've had during my dreams. Oh, or can you demo woken the up yawn? Singing. Like a good deep oh, yawn. Really? I okay, really, really so want to hear good... what it's like. Mm. Oh, yes. Nice. nice. Okay, good. <laughs> And and yawns are great, and they always tell my singers, if you yawn in my workshop, I will not take it personally. Yeah. It's just such a beautiful way of relaxing and, um, 
yeah, just being in your body. So in addition to being in the natural world, what are some of the other ways that you take care of yourself besides singing and being in nature? Tell us more. Well, I sit here with damp hair because I've just got out of the lake. So swimming, swimming in the lake is and has been a really big resource for me, especially through this winter. I, I swam through the winter in the cold lake and the sea. So um, that's really amazing for me. You know, aches and pains, you know, as I get older, my hips don't work so well yeah. or, you know, my back maybe doesn't so much. So um I find, yeah, the cold water really invigorating, really embodies, it helps me just feel comfortable in my body. Um, so yeah, I'm sitting here and I've literally just come back from the lake with my daughter. I have a 10 year old daughter, Aurora, and we've just been for a swim. Um, <laughs> other than that, oh no, so go, you look shocked. I, I am not a cold water person. I have to admit oh that is not the, the idea of swimming through the winter. Of course, I live in Vermont and it's all frozen over, but... Just oh. the idea of getting into the water now in Vermont. When it's cold, it comes down from the springs. Oh, really? Maybe I'll experiment. Do. I think it's a very lovely thing. And we've just come back from a really beautiful, holistic camp for an eight days camping in, in County Tipperary. And they had no lake, no uh, river there. And it was boiling hot. So we just had cold showers. Cold showers a week because you can... <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it was very hot. But apart from that, I love gardening. Um, you mentioned peas. I've got my vegetables mm -hmm. and my flowers growing in my garden. And that's that's a really big resource for me. And then other than that, handcrafts. I love knitting and crocheting. And that is a big passion of mine. Um, so if you don't find me singing, you'll find me somewhere in a corner crocheting. So you've got a, you've got a full life obviously, and you've mm. got a 10-year-old and you've got an older daughter as well. And mm -hmm. how do you make time to sing? Wow, well, I, um, prior to being a parent, <laughs> if I'd been a parent for 21 years, prior to that, I would have made time pretty easy and, and there, would have been, there would have been lots of opportunities for me to do that. I think over the past 20 years, I was kind of waiting waiting for that time to appear again and then after I think it was a couple of years ago I realized this isn't really going to arrive unless <laughs> I just own it and take it you know yeah. um and it's not even it's not even I say oh on a Monday morning I'm gonna sing or I'm gonna write a song it's really it's just when it just appears in my day it could be you know I have my phone close by um, I, we, I've, sorry, I've gone on to writing songs, but I didn't know if that's what you meant. But really, when I feel inspired, it's when I'm out walking up a hill or I'm near a river. That's where Rolling River was written, mm. just a local river to me. Or I'm in my garden or I'm cooking a dinner mm. or cooking a lunch. And it's like I have to seize those moments. It's like um, dinner might get burnt, dinner might be late. They might find me in the garden somewhere. I was meant to be gardening, but I might just be sitting there with my phone <laughs> um, and just... And, <laughs> And just letting everything kind of come through me. I feel songs come at, you just have to grasp those moments. And, and it's, I'm only learning to do that now that I just go, oh, this is the time. Everything else has to kind of wait. Yeah. And that's easier now because our eldest is not living with us. She's 21 and then Aurora's 10. So, you know, it's easier for me now. I know it was harder when they were younger. But yes, and I live in a home where myself and my partner, Daniel, are both self-employed. So it's a, it's a juggle. Mm definitely is but yeah I I can't make time but I take it when it comes your voice is so lovely to listen to it's so warm and it's so welcoming 
I'm curious whether you've always been comfortable with your voice. Yes. Yeah, I have. Very, very um, proud to say. Mm. From when I was young, I always sang and performed. Yeah, I never felt my voice was hindered. I never felt that I couldn't sing. Um, as in that someone was going to stop me. Yeah. I definitely would have had years as a teenager in, you know, I would have been the the lead of a band when I was 14 years old. And I wasn't always in key, but they kind of didn't really tell me. <laughs> <laughs> so there was definitely years that, you know, I thought I sounded way better than maybe I was. And when you're on a band, you kind of have to sound... So, you know, I had, I, I suppose I had room to explore. You had a fair bit of experience coaching people who aren't comfortable with their voices or who are finding their voices and you led us through Brave This World in a very gentle, welcoming fashion. Could you talk a little bit about what you hear when you listen to someone who is finding their voice, who maybe isn't in key or maybe is struggling to to be comfortable with their voice? Mm, that's really interesting. I, but What's really unusual for me is that I, um, I don't know if this is the case for a lot of song leaders, is that I very rarely hear individual voices because it's always in a group. So mm. I never work one-on-one. Mm-hmm. So um, I suppose I would hear an individual voice if maybe it is off-key, if that's what you want to call it, where it's a little bit different. And I don't bring attention to it, um, but what I do is I just sing even louder. You know, I'll kind of <laughs> creep up towards some people and, and I won't, you know, I won't make it look like it's one particular person, but it might be a part or something. And then I'll just sing louder or I'll kind of slip that person in amongst the people that are in key. Mm-hmm. So I suppose, yeah, I just, just always encouraging, always encouraging people to come and to sing and never excluding. I suppose I, that's always what I've always done. I see people singing because of their face more than anything. Very rarely mm. do I hear their individual voice, but I can see them relax. And what I have total joy in is being able to see them singing, their eyes, their face relaxing, their body relaxing. They might slightly sway. And for me, that's, oh, I just love that. That's where I get the most joy. Um, and we can still see that online, which is even really lovely. Yeah, so I suppose that's how I see someone finding their voice is about them being present when you see that they're able to just let all of that everything else go whatever came before it whatever they need to do after the singing just all that drops away and they're just present so it's about just encouraging them to just be here and slowly go through songs and parts and giving them the choice being helping them to be embodied enough that they can work what's what parts is comfortable for them that is really, really important to me. It's holding space for people, be able to be present and just relax and be themselves. And um, and then I think the voice just comes. Mm. Um, the voice is yeah. such a sensitive, tender part of our body, yes. you know, organ, that if we do feel tense, we do feel nervous, we don't feel like anyone wants to listen to us. We tense up. You know, I had voice trouble for a couple of years, a few years ago, and I couldn't really sing very much when I had fatigue. And But that was just from over singing. But I know I got a sense of what it's like where you your body's not relaxed. And mm-hmm. if you can, um, and it's just exercising an instrument, isn't it? I think you mm-hmm. get... It gets stronger and stronger. Um, but really, what's yeah, what's really important for me is people being relaxed and feeling held and feeling led 
and, and also then witnessing that I'm human. I make mistakes and I work through them and sometimes it doesn't work and sometimes it does. And I think that's a really important thing. Mm. I grew up thinking of the Irish as having a particularly close relationship with singing. Mm. I understand you came from the UK to Ireland as an 11-year-old, but is that true, do you think, or do you think that's an outsider's viewpoint? There's a really, really close relationship to music and, and singing in this country. I, I feel blessed that when I came, it just kind of, as you said, rocked my world in that I just felt there was so much space for me to experience or so many experiences for me to get engaged with and I was a young teen and I was living in Galway City and my musical world just exploded mm. and I was only 17 and there was lots of improvisation lots of busking happening and traditional sessions where I got to sit in and just hear so it wasn't even all singing but yeah um, for me coming to Ireland just gave me I suppose gave me the inspiration and the connection to nature that inspired me. Just naturally, kind of, my voice was always present. I always wanted to sing. And then I hear my girls are the same. But then they're around singing all the time. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, there is a great, a great foundation of music and singing in, in Ireland. And it's just gorgeous and a, a certain lilting and beautiful, beautiful. And people come from all over, don't mm. they, to come here. Mm. What is the earliest song memory you have? I, I, my mother tells this story. She finds it very funny. But I, um, <laughs> but I remember it, you know, even without her reminding me, I remember we lived in a very small cottage with no amenities, totally off-grid, down a winding track in County Kerry. And my sister was very young. I think she must have been a baby. And so I would have been about 10 and I just remember, I wasn't at school, I was being homeschooled and I remember we used to wash wash our clothes in the river, we used to have our own garden and, you know, it was all very off-grid and... Mm -hmm. and um, so I just remember that I used to... It's so funny, I found this... <laughs> so I can't believe I'm telling you this, but there you go. I found this um, walking crutch, you know, like when you break your leg, you've yeah. got crutches. I found this crutch in the shed and I decided to walk around the fields. And I just remember singing. I just remember doing, walking the boundary of fields down to the river and pretending I couldn't fully walk. Mm. So maybe, maybe the crutch slowed me down. I have no <laughs> idea. But I would just sing. And I would just sing whatever was coming through me and come up with songs, come up with melodies, lyrics, and just make up things. And I remember I used to do that loads. And I'd go up the hills, not with the crutch all the time, but, you know, I'd go off walking up the hills. Yeah, so I felt like my connection to, to the earth was such a massive thing for me that it just, I felt songs and melodies and images and feelings just came through me. And I suppose I connected with that more in the last couple of years because I'd go for walks and then suddenly I could feel a song coming on and, you know, I'd um, just follow that. Um, my family might have to keep walking and I'd stay behind. So it was like... Yeah. I think a lot of people experience that during the pandemic. All of a sudden mm. they weren't driving as much or they weren't doing, doing, doing quite as much. And for some people that opened some space mm. for songs to appear or for art to appear for things to happen that they didn't pay attention to it's really fascinating that you sort of did that subconsciously to yourself as a child yeah I kind of yeah I did and I suppose we're so busy from a to b aren't yeah. we you know all the time and the pandemic just gave us this 
this space to just breathe or just to expand and not to contract and we you know I've got a little bit of a kind of a haven back garden and the front mm. is on the main road so you know I don't have much privacy but the back garden was just my space where I could just just be and wait and then if songs came through I just was able to give it that time without having to get up and go to the shops or so so yeah I can I'm sure there's lots of people that felt that way connection with family mm. with themselves learning something that they've wanted to learn for a long time yeah um, so you mm. led a beautiful online song circle during the pandemic you brought other song leaders to share music with you every month two other song leaders more or less right Mm. can you tell me what led you to that format yeah I um I had interestingly enough prior to lockdown I had taken a step back from leading choirs I had um left a really beautiful the village singers a choir local to me but then when, when the pandemic happened, I realised that I couldn't do this without singing. <laughs> mm. I realised I was going to have to keep singing. I had another practice. I've trained as a family constellations practitioner. That wasn't going to be easy online. So I just thought, well, wait a minute, I'm going to have to still sing. And I kept seeing people doing Facebook Live. And I thought, oh, well, maybe I'll give that a go. So I did that weekly. And people that, that had known me for years have never heard me sing or never come to a workshop, they suddenly like, oh, having a listen. So I suppose then I decided to try it on Zoom and then I did a weekly session on Zoom. But then I went to a Maggie Wheeler session where she has guests. I think it's Together in Song. Mm -hmm. Is that what they're... Mm -hmm. So I went to one of her sessions early on and I really loved it because I think where we live, I feel very... I have felt over the past 20 years of, of song leading that I felt very isolated and networking and collaboration hasn't been easy because I'm in a in on an island where there isn't many song leaders mm-hmm. and I would have to travel to the UK or further to be able to learn or work with someone so I thought what was amazing what she was doing was that she was exposing me and other people and other song leaders to leaders in, in America that I have never heard of or and so it was kind of like, wow, this is this is amazing. And and I think my uh, I've, I've run lots of events and I think my creativity kind of started going. And I thought, well, maybe I can just do an Irish version. Mm-hmm. You know, there are song leaders here, but they're kind of hidden away. Or maybe I could just do an event. So a long story short, I contacted three other song leaders that are in Ireland. And um, I said, well, shall we do this? And they were in full support and we did we did we called it we may sing it started in may 2020 and the four of us took it in turns to lead songs and we had like 150 registrations Mm. for it on zoom Mm. and that was amazing it was like whoa and i remember telling my partner afterwards and i was like oh my goodness there's a real need for this right now you know it was may it was sunny it wasn't in the middle of winter but people were so so isolated and Mm -hmm. miss singing and Mm -hmm. So I decided that I'd do it again. So then it was We May Sing 2, and then we had two, the same leaders, but only two at a time. And then I and then I ran out of Irish song leaders, and I thought, <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> I'm going to have to go further afield. So then I started to look through the, the Natural Voice Network, which is a, a community of song leaders in the UK, mm-hmm. and I kind of reached out to them, and then I found song leaders, and I went to their workshops. I thought, oh, well, they will suit. The, the vibe of what I'm trying to do so really over basically for a year and a half 
I had amazing song leaders and that's how we met yeah. because I asked you, would you be a, a guest song leader? And so every two weeks for a year and a half, we had song leaders from Scotland, England, Sweden, different parts mm. of the States. And I absolutely loved it. And some were really famous and some were not so famous. But what it did is it gave... A, a, a space for singers to come along and be exposed to all these different styles and songs. Yeah, I loved it and I loved hosting it and I, I, I really enjoyed holding that space every two weeks. So we just stopped just for the summer, but there is ideas for it to come back in the autumn. Nice. I was so honoured to be invited to be a part of, of what you were doing. It was beautiful. Let's talk about your website. I mentioned it at the beginning because mm. it's such a beautiful place to visit online. It really feels like I have this sense of you from that site and your generosity and playfulness and beauty. And I'm curious how you went about creating a site that reflects you. Mm. Well, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have a partner who has who created my website uh. with me. So that makes a big difference. And I think he has a really lovely um, personal uh, website himself. So I... I think between the two of us really wanted to just get a landing pad and to be able to get a sense of me and all of me in terms of mm-hmm. how I became a song leader and and my background and photos were really important to me and bar having some pictures of my crocheted blankets there really isn't that but they could be <laughs> as I think when I made off my first website which was tombdicartre.com I think I wanted the background to be my crocheted blankets. <laughs> you know, so you get a sense yeah, of sense absolutely. of what I'm like and I'm not just a singer and yeah. um, I'm not a recording artist, but I'm, yeah, so that was really important. And this website, I feel, even is even more me, which is so lovely and I have to thank Dan for that because he... He was amazing with photos over the years. You know, you need nice photos. Mm. Yeah, so tambrasong.com. Uh, I always felt my surname was always a bit too long, so it got shortened during the pandemic, and we and we created another website. Okay. Um, so I'm really happy that you like it. I really want it to be a resource for for songs and links to other people as well, and mm. also all my events to just be on one place. So mm. you know, if you don't use Facebook, you know that you can go to my website and you can see what's on offer. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm very proud to say that I keep it up to date. I'm, I'm amazed. You know, mm-hmm. a few years ago, I would have never thought I could do things like that. So I'm able to go there and add events and anything like that. So thank you, Patricia. That's so lovely to know that you've had a look and you enjoy it. That's lovely. I have just a couple more questions before we head okay. out. Um, and, and one question is, do you ever get tired of some of the songs that you're singing? And, and what do you do? What do you listen to or sing to get out of, uh, of that funk if it happens? Maybe it doesn't happen. Mm. But. I think I, I've, I think especially because I've only just started creating my own original songs for group for harmony singing in the past year and a half mm. that really I spent 19 years singing other people's songs mm-hmm. and so thankful for that you know so thankful for the bucket loads of songs that I would have been exposed to there's songs now from years ago that I don't sing now um, but then even interesting today this morning I had my session online my gathering hearts workshop we meet every week and I decided to go back and look at some songs that they've never heard that are just so familiar to me. So I I, I think mm. the, the way I get through that, if a song gets 
tiring or it's not as juicy or it's not as um, doesn't get get me going I suppose or connect mm-hmm. to it emotionally I suppose I just leave it for a while and then come back to it and recreate it with whoever I'm singing with because it's every it's different every time with whoever mm. you're singing and there's there's some songs that I've got tired of from singing in person but maybe I can recreate it online so because I'm continuing to do online I there's only some songs that don't work so it's about yeah recreating and also at the same time being really thankful for the the people that came before my songs and mm. um and then yeah. I enjoyed kind of slipping my new songs in and using them as guinea pigs as well um with new songs <laughs> perfect so how about if we go into the lightning round sort of quick questions quick answers okay. what's an album that was really important to you oh Joni Mitchell Blue what is your favorite soup or anything that's got a spice to it oh <laughs> like a hot spice when you say a yeah spice? like a you're not yeah, like basil here. <laughs> no, something like a you know a sweet potato, spicy sweet potato mm. soup, or something not too sweet, but has okay. has a nice a nice taste. What is your favorite replacement curse word, or your favorite actual curse word? <laughs> what tends to come out? <laughs> I say G's a lot actually, okay. which is interesting. <laughs> I don't know where that's come from, right. but a shortened version of Jesus. Yeah, G's. Okay. What is a sound that you feel strongly about? doesn't have to be a sound you like or dislike, either one. It's just a sound that you feel strongly about. I just love the sound of the birds in my garden right now. Mm. That is just, mm. it feels like something has happened that I that actually can hear them. Mm. even strong more stronger now than I have and I love it it's just a chorus like sometimes I, I'm eating my dinner outside and I have to stop eating because I'm getting distracted <laughs> by the birds do you know so, what kinds um, there are yeah we have we had a beautiful nest of baby swallows for mm. um a number of weeks and watched them grow and then they flew away and I just hope oh. one day they'll come back <laughs> I'm pining I'm pining for them but otherwise little little finches eating our little bird seeds yeah finches and robins yeah oh, nice who is an artist you wish more people listened to oh my daughter <laughs> Amelia, okay, you'll have to, so you can give us the links, and I'll, I'll stick them in. Yeah. Wonderful. And before we close, where can we find you and follow your projects? Okay, so if you go to www.tembresong.com. One song or many songs? Song, tambrasong.com. And everything is there from workshops to... Um, how you can contact me and and you can find me on Facebook with the same name as well. Wonderful. A huge thank you to you, Tambra, for joining us. And a huge thank you to you, our listeners. I'm so glad you're singing with us. Let me remind you that subscribing, reviewing, sharing the podcast, all those things really make a difference. Helping people we don't even know yet find these songs and these artists. Visit abreathofsong.com to see lyrics, Patty Piotrowski's artwork, sign up to know when the next episode is released, suggest a song or songwriter for the podcast, and leave something in the tip jar to help cover costs. Before I Get Paid, 25% is donated to the Jazz Foundation of America to help roots, blues, and jazz musicians in need. I talk a bit about why that is in the intro episode. So let's sing Brave This World again to help our brains remember it. And of course, you can always download this episode and listen as many times as you'd like. 
Bring this world with your heart. Stay open and brave this world. Brave this world with your heart. Stay open and brave this world. Thank you for joining Tambra and me today for a breath of song. I am grateful that you are taking care of yourself and listening to your voice. I believe making a better world starts with tuning in to ourselves and each other, which is what we just did. So yay us. Next time we'll plant another song. Be well. Yay, thank you so much. We're done.